BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. The proceedings from the Senate confirmation hearings for Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson still has much of the country waiting on the outcome. It's likely that we are witnessing history as Judge Brown Jackson moves ever closer to her seat on the Supreme Court of the United States, the first black woman ever to do so. The Senate Judiciary hearing voted along party lines, resulting in a deadlock vote. However, the confirmation of Judge Jackson will still advance to a full Senate vote. To bring us up to speed on yesterday's proceedings, we are once again joined by Andrea Coleman, News Director for the Black Information Network. This is Our Daily Story, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome back, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ramses. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. So in light of the Senate Judiciary Committee's vote yesterday, what happened next? Well, from what I understand, after the vote yesterday afternoon, then Senate Majority Leader Democrat Chuck Schumer, he moved to have that vote discharged. And what that means is he basically uh, brought it before the full committee and they discharged the vote from the committee and then uh, which kind of closed that committee out and released them. That vote was prepped to go before the full Senate, from what I understand, sometime yesterday afternoon. Um, And if you remember, Senator Chuck Schumer has vowed shortly after President Biden had nominated Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court, he vowed to move that confirmation through the Senate as quickly as possible. Okay, Um, and and there's a reason that they wanted to get it uh, done before Easter. Yeah, and go ahead and get her in position to uh, just get it out of the way. You never know what can happen. You're talking about a body that is evenly split. So you're one body away from losing your your edge at any time. And so are your majority. With that, it's very important then that they move that vote as quickly as possible so they don't lose any advantage they have right now going into it. And what is the likelihood that Judge Brown Jackson will be confirmed to the high court? From what I understand, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty solid it's a very small margin uh, of advantage, but she does have an advantage. So, if you can recall, the Senate right now is evenly split 50-50, right? So, no Democrat has come out and said that they're not going to vote for her 
if there were any that could possibly uh, hold a possibility or, or, or if there's any doubt anywhere. Uh, it could be along, uh, you know, the, the Democrats who have maybe cast votes with Republicans in the past, right? That being two Democrats who have signed it with Republicans in the past year since President Biden has taken office, that being Joe Manchin uh, and then uh, Congresswoman Cinema out of Arizona. Neither have said that they are against this nomination or confirmation. So if all Democrats were to stand together together and vote in favor of, of Judge Jackson's confirmation, then you would end up with a 50-50 vote. And that vote by uh, Susan Collins out of Maine would give them the 51 votes for that simple majority to have Judge Jackson confirm. Mm-hmm. Now, say that something happens. One of the Democratic senators don't vote in favor of her. Then we end up again with one of those with a, with a tie. And that decision maker and tiebreaker, would that vote would come from Vice President Kamala Harris. And I can't see any situation, uh, any any, any at all, <laughs> uh, where she would not support this confirmation. One, it's a black woman, and two, uh, it's coming from her administration with uh, President Joe Biden. Absolutely. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Here with us discussing the Senate confirmation proceedings for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson is my guest, Andrea Coleman, News Director for the Black Information Network. Now, after watching this hearing, it's been interesting to see the American political system at work. We basically have gotten a firsthand look at the checks and balances protections the founders of America put in place. Has it worked? I think it depends on 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 what you would consider to be a, a valid checks and balance kind of system. Okay. I think it's been very interesting to have the opportunity to get an up close look at why these processes are in place and how they can work. Right. So the president nominates his candidates for these judgeships. 
they go before just one one legislative body, the Senate. A committee looks at their record, a duly reviews it, then determines if they're in favor of that nomination going forward or not, and then it goes before the full Senate. So one, it makes certain that the president alone is not putting judges or people in these judgeships, that there's some kind of review, that it helps people to understand, too, the qualifications of the people who are making these these judgments on behalf of the American people. That's very helpful. I think one of the things we did see in this instance is how political it could become. Uh, some of the questions uh, that were asked by some of the Republican members, at some point, uh, many people felt they crossed a line, that they were just highly disrespectful and unfair, uh, especially for a woman who has the qualifications of a Judge Katunji Brown-Jackson. She has, and I know our listeners have probably heard this repeatedly since she was nominated, but it is so rare to find anyone, no matter their gender, their race, uh, their their legislative or, or legal background, to come with the career and professional package that she does. She has clerked on all three levels of the federal government's judicial system. Yeah, she went yeah. from a district court judge, uh, clerking for a district court judge to an appellate court judge and even a Supreme Court judge. That's an incredible body of experience all alone. And then secondly, she also comes from having been a public defender. And should she be confirmed, she will be the first public defender to ever sit on the high court. That's a perspective that we've never seen. So it would be interesting to see what kind of voice that would add. But for her, with those kind of qualifications to sit before a body and be grilled the way that she was, uh, you sometimes wonder who, what was the value? What was, what was the meaning of that? What was the purpose of that? And uh, if a woman like Judge Katanji Brown Jackson is treated that way, then what what qualifications do you need not to? What then is presented as a respectable body of work where those questions then wouldn't come into play? But I also want to just point out another aspect of what this committee hearing taught us if we were paying attention. One, how having both parties represented has value. So come November, all that could change as voters in states across the country vote to fill 34 Senate seats, 34 that are up for election. And with that, all 435 House seats are up for re-election. So in this particular committee, the number of senators from each party who will make up the next version of this committee will be determined by the election in November. President Joe Biden has two more years in office. After this one, right? After 2022, he has 2023, 2024, which means he could have many more judicial nominations engaging in this confirmation process. How those turn out will depend on who's sitting in those seats come January. Uh, This is so much more than about one person. And we are so fortunate in this day and age to see how this nomination process worked. And for the Black community, I don't know if we would have paid as much attention if it wouldn't have been one of our own. This is such a valuable lesson in how our political system works, but how it's so very important that we take these midterm elections, extremely important, treat them like we treat the presidential elections, and understand the kind of power they yield once we put those people in those seats and the kind of power they can have on other aspects of our whole governmental system. Absolutely. Well, before we go, any lasting thoughts as we near the end of this process? 
Um, you know, well, another shout out to Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, mm-hmm. who again today, as they were just giving their closing statements or remarks, right. you know, he again just showed his cultural pride, right? He quoted Maya Angelou, who, by the way, was apparently her birthday was on the day of this historic judicial committee vote. And it's just been tremendous to see how his voice has weighed into all of all of this and and the value that having an African-American person in that room has brought to this process, right? He has constantly been a reminder to her and to America of what's at stake. And for him to do that so courageously and so consistently to me uh, is just worth a nod. And then secondly, I couldn't help but think as I thought back on Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson and this process and how she drew inspiration from Constance Baker Motley, who became the first African-American woman appointed to the federal judiciary in 1966, right? How she drew on her experience. And as I was looking and just thinking back over the poise, the grace, the stature that Judge Jackson has brought to this process, I couldn't help but think, who is it for? What little girl out there in little pigtails or braids or maybe even doing sister locks now, right, Mm -hmm. have redefined and redirected their energies and their understanding of what's possible because of what she has allowed to take place through her determination, her perseverance, and her desire to excel in such a beautiful way. And so, second nod is to our beautiful sister, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, and for the hope and inspiration she's given not only to Black women, but to the future Black women of America in the hope and the call that they have to go even farther than she has allowed them to go today. I love that. I love that. Absolutely wonderful. So now, after the Senate Judiciary Committee's deadlock, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called for a vote to break the deadlock and send Judge Brown Jackson's nomination to the floor. And every Democrat and three Republican senators voted to break that deadlock. And so now we'll wait for the full Senate vote for the confirmation of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. I'd like to once again thank today's guest, Andrea Coleman, news director for the Black Information Network. And of course, we're going to be bringing you more highlights from these Senate confirmation hearings as we continue to move toward confirming our first black woman to the Supreme Court. Check back in with us as we continue to follow this developing story. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I am your host, Ramses Ja, and join us tomorrow as we tell our stories with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.